Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Young Adult Path to Progress. I'm so excited to be bringing this episode to you guys today. I'm talking to my mom about a really important topic that I think a lot of people relate to when you're in middle school and high school, but not many people recognize how important it is to continue this conversation into young adulthood and into even just normal adulthood. I have experienced this myself the last few years and I've talked to a lot of my friends who also experience it. My mom and I are going to be talking about bullying. My mom is my confidant, my shoulder to cry on, the hand that I hold every time something happens. She's the perfect person for me to be talking to in this episode about bullying because she has been there through every one of my bumps in the road, through thick, through thin, when I was in middle school, elementary school, high school, into now adulthood dealing with what I have been encountering more recently, which is internet trolls on Instagram, which is a lot more prevalent than some might think that it is. And it's a very important conversation to have. I think that in our culture, it's really easy to kind of just let these things be swiped aside because, you know, you're older, you're more mature, you're able to handle it, but it is very prevalent. And having gone through it myself, I know what it's like to get a message in your inbox on Instagram with someone trying to bring you down and it's not fun and it makes me really scared for when I have kids who possibly could have to go through something like this at a much younger age. We're living in a time of social media where there are new ways to bully, hide behind the computer and just get away with it all. I luckily didn't have to deal with anything too traumatizing growing up, but if I were dealing with what I am now when I was in middle school, I don't know who I would be today or how I would have handled it back then. So I am so excited to talk about this topic. I'm super passionate about it. And like I said, my mom is the perfect person to have on to talk about how she has helped me and my sister cope with different bumps in our roads, whether it be bullying or passive aggressive comments or friends who are hurting us it's um it's been I mean like all of us it's been a wild ride and my mom has held it together for us and is the reason that we are who we are today and we're able to talk about this stuff and be strong about this stuff So she's going to talk to us a little bit about how she's been there for us through the years. My mom and I recorded this episode actually a few weeks back right when I started getting Instagram DMs from an internet troll who was coming at me and I felt super inspired and wanted to turn a negative situation into a positive one. So she sat with me, talked to me about what I was feeling and we kind of we laughed and we got personal about what it's been like growing up and having dealing with this kind of stuff and then I got back to my apartment in New York sat down to edit it and all of the audio was gone so part of the learning curve with starting something new I obviously don't know how to use Adobe Audition So here we are today, we're recording the episode all new again, 
hopefully better than it was the first time and I hope that you guys enjoy the conversation. Hi mom. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you today? Good. Thank you for coming and talking and doing this recording for a second time. <laughs> hopefully it actually saves and uh, goes well. Um, I'm really excited. I already put out the teaser for this episode because we also recorded it on my camera. So I do have some of the footage from the first interview that I might include in here, but I felt like I needed to come in and get the recording done on my audio box so that we have good quality sound um, just because I do want to make sure that everything that I'm putting out is the best that it can be. So, thank you for recording it with me for a second time and bearing with me. Throughout 2018, I started getting nasty internet trolls on Instagram making Instagram accounts about me. Allie Dietz is an idiot. Allie Dietz is dumb. Allie Dietz isn't serious. Allie Dietz has a five head. <laughs> Allie Dietz has a five head. <laughs> the bio would say stuff like, I'm Allie, I obsess over my sister Courtney, I t take stupid boomerang videos. I'm spoiled, entitled wine drinker who thinks Kylie Jenner is smart. Hi, I'm a college graduate who can't look up because I guess I posted a lot of pictures looking down. So I've, I think I've stopped doing that now. So thank you, whoever made this account, because now I'm showing my face off more. Living and learning. <laughs> Living and learning. Every time I got a, a, a message or I was tagged in a post, it felt like it was when I was doing something that I was happy and I was living my life and just in a way thriving and whoever was making these accounts wanted to bring me down so these accounts those were the bios and the names of them of course but these accounts went a lot deeper than just that they would screenshot pictures from my Instagram account and post them onto these fake Instagrams and write nasty captions again pretty much all the same thing about my five head I'm obsessed with my sister because I have no goals and ambitions for myself and can do nothing for myself I'm obsessed with celebrities here's my weirdly shaped butt just really nasty weird things that I never even though whoever made the accounts their intention was to bring me down I never was brought down to the level of pain that they probably wanted it to hit me. The Instagram account started two years ago and then just a few weeks ago I started getting messages again on my Instagram randomly. I got a message from someone named Carmen Salvaggio which I ended up requesting to follow this person. It was a fake Instagram account so I don't mind putting the name out there. It said, hey Allie, Put up that bullshit life coach certificate again, you fucking loser. Coach me, I need help drinking wine. Having my rich parents support me and wasting my degree. Oh wait, you're already doing that. So what exactly are you coaching? Try hiding your five head, it's not flattering. So this is something that came into me, I'm, I'm 24 now. This is literally pretty much word for word verbatim the same stuff that I was getting two years ago. So... To it's me, it feels same person. to me it feels like it's the same person. I have dealt with this. I I dealt with this two years ago, getting these words thrown at me, 
And I know that these types of messages come specifically from that other person's insecurity. You've had your fair share of tumbles, just like everybody does, that, you know, there, there's been little bullying things all through your life, you know, um, whether it be, you know, when you were really young and may have been left out of something or, um, you know, some, I, I, I think I remember something in, in high school, there, there were a couple things in high school that you had to overcome. Um, I mean, they weren't like, they, they may not be considered the most horrific bullying type of things because, you know, there's some really bad stories out there, but they are still meant to bring you down. And, um, and you, because you've lived through some of these, you now can recognize what they are when they happen to you, you know, and, um, it, it does it does take some some what I guess like learning or growing pains to understand that you know it's not because we all get our, our feelings hurt when things happen you know when when somebody's coming after you and I think that's something that every I mean unfortunately young girls are mean you know I think that a lot of people have to overcome this when they're younger um, and try to figure out how to get through all of the bumps and tumbles that they go through as, as, as young children, young girls. I think that what you said about how this isn't, you know, the most horrific bullying experience anyone has gone through is super important for me to say. I'm very lucky. I have the best friends in the world. I have the best support system in the world. I don't consider myself a victim of bullying because I, I do believe that People have tried to make me that, but I have come out of it on the other side and I never want to consider myself a victim because that's admitting that what they did has scarred me and I am lucky that I've had you to lean on and Courtney to lean on and that I have the support system that I do that the cuts were never deep enough to leave scars. So for me... I was able to flip, you know, even though they wanted me to be a victim, I was able to take that experience and grow from it, every experience that I've been through. And like you said, it's not something that I'm just experiencing now with the Instagram accounts, which just started back up, which is why I'm making this podcast episode now. But it's something that I, you know, I think that we all deal with, especially as girls. This is something that you deal with growing up. And so much of the time, a lot of it comes from people that you're the closest with, your best friends, you know? So some of the best friends that I have in my life today are the same people who hurt me on my 10th birthday or who hurt me on vacation. I look back on those moments and I think that they're defining moments for everyone involved and that there's growth for each of us, both the person being bullied and the person doing the bullying. And... I think for young girls, it's really important to know that you're going to come out of it and that those moments don't define you regardless what side of this fear you're on. Those moments don't define who you're going to be as a person. But I think that it's really important as a mom to be there and guide your child, whether your child is the one who's bullying or your child is the one who's being bullied being the support for that child to help them grow from that experience and become the best person that they can be as they're going into their adult years. If, you, if, if you're if you a younger person and look at that relationship 
that you know if you know where the where the um, bullying or where the putting down is coming from look at the relationship and try to understand okay is this is this a friend is this someone that normally likes to build me up and is there for me and stuff like that and what is going on in my life what's going on in that person's life and things like that and and try to kind of reframe it in your own head so that so not not to let the person quote off the hook but to reframe it in your own head so that you can feel better about it so you can not give them a pass but but understand that for like you said it's not about you but understand okay they're that person may be going through difficulties of his or her own also and just wants to bring you down with them or there might be things going on in that person's life that you don't even know about and um and for some reason they're they just they're attacking the person that they feel they they could be safe attacking so i came across this quote on facebook that says i cannot express this enough you have no idea what other people carry with them every day you have no idea what someone's life is like don't create more pain and stress to others be kind be genuine stop being so mean to people to fulfill whatever it is you don't like about you so i saw this on facebook and like i totally agree with everything that the first half of it says and I actually, I shared it onto my Instagram story the other day and I edited it a little bit because kind of going off of what you said, and it says it literally in the beginning, you don't know what someone else is going through. And my thing is that the people who are doing the bullying are going through something. So as the person being bullied, you don't know what that person is going through that puts them in a space where they feel like they have to be mean to you to put you down. You don't know what's going on in their life at home. You don't know what's going on in their relationship. You don't know what kind of insecurity they're carrying around with them. And 95% of the time when someone is doing something nasty, it's because there's something else in their life that they feel they feel nasty and inside right, of them. They, they have no control over. They so have this no control. is something that they are trying to control. Yeah, so I changed it to say, I cannot express this enough. You have no idea what other people carry around with them every day. You have no idea what someone's life is like. Don't create more pain and stress to others. Be kind, be genuine. Recognize when you are being mean to people to fill a void and take steps to change it. Because I think that it's really easy when you are in that victim space to say, okay, just stop being mean. Stop being a bitch. But realistically that's just not it's not that easy for the person who is doing the bullying to recognize in themselves why they're doing it and in order for them to make a change they have to recognize that they're doing it and they have to make a change within their life for why they're feeling a void that they right, need or to they're feeling a hurt or a pain or right. something like that right exactly so i think that it's really important for anyone who is being bullied as hard as it is to try and understand where the person hurting you is coming from, the best thing or the best piece of advice that I can give you just from my own experience with people trying to bully me is that 
I put my I try and put myself in their shoes and empathize with what their situation is and I recognize you know I personally don't want to be someone who is going to hurt other people I don't want to be like anyone like that you know so that person may may have the better than mentality which will make you feel lower than them but realistically do you want to be like that person who's going to try and put other people down so put yourself in a place where a you try to understand why they're doing it so that you can empathize with them I'm not saying it's okay but understand that there's a reason behind why it's happening right, they're coming from some place. it's coming from some place other than you and then also recognize that that person is not someone that you want to be like. So they might put you in that space that makes you feel like you're lower than them and that, you know, they feel that they're better than you. But at the end of the day, if they are hurting someone else purposely, then they are they're already lower than you are because they're trying to attack other people. They're not happy with who they are, so they have to make other people feel low. And if you're living your your day-to-day life and you're kind to other people and you make other people feel good about themselves, you're already light years ahead of that person. So why would why would what they have to say affect you? Because you're already so you're miles ahead of them. You know, you know, how could how could what they the words that they throw at you penetrate you if you know who you are and that you're a positive, kind person? and they're going through their own issues. You also need to allow yourself to have those those emotions when when you do get bullied or hurt or by other people. Allow yourself to feel those emotions. Allow yourself to, um, yes, recognize what they're doing. Um, recognize that it has nothing to do with you. But allow yourself to be sad. Allow yourself to, because nobody likes to be put down it's so important to when you're dealing with something like this yes you know listen to what i'm saying and put yourself in those shoes i think that that is one of the best ways to try and get past it Mm -hmm. but i think that it's important that you let yourself feel the way that you're feeling your feelings are totally valid it is never easy and like as a mom you've seen me and courtney go through it We've had so many different, you know, especially growing up, I think that it's important when you're at a younger age to let your kid feel what they're feeling or it's important as a mom of a younger kid to let your kid feel what they're feeling and understand where they're coming from. Every time something would happen to me when I was younger, the reason that I am the person that I am today is because I would come home crying and me and my mom would go for a drive. We would go and get lunch. We would go get our nails done. So I came home, got it out, vented to my mom about it. I would yell and scream. Mom would yell and scream. Because it made me feel hurt and upset when things like that would happen. But you never let me stay in that that pain. because no. Because there's more to life than what that person is doing to you. So I... I was able to get my feelings out and feel those emotions and be sad... But then you never let me stay in that. And and through the process of like, whether it's going to dinner or going to get our nails done or just going for a long drive where I can talk to you and vent about it and you gave me that very healthy, open, safe space to talk about it, I was able to recognize that I have so much more in my life than that person at school who was mean to me. Well, and that's the other thing is 
thank you for allowing me to be that person because a lot of you young people out there won't they, they think that they can't go to a parent and talk about these things. I recognize that there are some people that probably can't go to their, their parent and talk to them about things, but I really hope that you trust your parent enough to be able to go to them because that's what it is. You gave me, you gave me your trust in um, believing that I wouldn't, you know, violate what you were telling me or something like that. And I mean, sometimes it's really hard because, um, you know, what you're going through, at least for me as a mother, I went through it just as as bad as you did. You know, it, it hurt me as well, and I hated seeing you hurt. Um, and I wanted to fix it, you know. I always wanted to fix things. And sometimes I did, which I don't know if that's always a good, a good case or a bad case, but um, I always wanted to fix it, whether it be um, by getting helping you get out of it or even forcing you to go talk to the person or bringing the two of you together or me which I tried not to do too often but I did I'm guilty of it me actually intervening um, you know hopefully it's it's something that you can trust hopefully a parent but if not a parent trust somebody preferably older um, that can help guide you through this because it's important not to be alone, um, not to be afraid and not to, um, because when you're alone, your thoughts, your thoughts can get circled around what you're being told and you could start buying into what you're being told and believing what you're being told. And it's just so vital that you take the steps to um, release allow, it. Allow others to share in that with you to help you see yourself out of it. You know, dig yeah. out of it together. Holding it in is just going to put you in, in a space where that pain and that hurt is going to take over. Mm-hmm. Having someone that you can open up to that you trust, like mom said, not everyone has a relationship with their parents like I do. I'm very lucky that I grew up with you that you made it a safe space for me and I knew I could come to you for anything but not everyone has that whether it's your parent or a grandparent an aunt an uncle a cousin or even just a friend having someone that you can can go to and vent to so you can release those pains and talk it out and like have someone feel that with you and have someone understand where you're coming from so you feel a little bit less alone is one of the most important parts of like the recovery process or the process of getting out of that space in your life and it's hard and I I mean it's hard to open up to somebody even your your mother or your sister to say you know somebody really hurt my feelings because you you feel embarrassed yeah yeah there's that that's that that little part of you that you're like okay is it true yeah are they right and if I say it out loud to this person you know are they gonna agree you need to realize that your people are there to love you and support you and it's it, it's something that you can get through together. When this all happened to me, I posted a story on my close friends and I asked my close friends, which I have about 60 people on my close friends on Instagram, 
mom's not one of them and she's really upset about it but i i have about 60 people even though i'm her best friend yeah right i you are my best (laughs) friend but no you're not on my close friends sorry mom I have about 60 people on there, and I posted this close friend story, and <laughs> she's shaking her head. I posted, I posted this close friend story asking people, have you been bullied? How did you get past it? So that's something that I want to talk about because we're kind of stepping into that right now is different ways that you can manage this type of situation so that you can come out of it on the other side. Um, so I asked them, have you been bullied? how did you get past it what happened and I then posted a story after that one saying if you don't want to open up about what specifically happened to you would you mind just answering yes or no have you been bullied and of the 60 people on my close friends and majority of people on my close friends responded and answered that 81% said that they have been bullied. So 81% out of 60 said they were bullied. And of the people who voted and said no, that 19% was all, all guys. A lot of it is female culture of... Mean girl. Mean girl, um, jealousy, and... I think that men kind of deal with their feelings of anger in different ways. They maybe don't use words in the same way that girls do. They don't lash out at friends in the same way that girls do. But when when I asked people what their experience with bullying was, I got a lot of responses about bullying in the workplace just little snide comments to make you feel like what you do isn't good enough, you're dumb, that kind of stuff. Um, I had, I think, three people respond saying passive aggressiveness and bullying in the workplace. I've quit a job because I felt that kind of passive aggressiveness and I, I don't feel that, that it's worth it. For me, I grew up in a, in a household where if the space that I'm in, whether it be the school or the soccer team or the job if it's not good for me and healthy for me and I don't feel like it's going to get better I I made the I I left the situation you know I my parents gave me the the strength to be able to say okay this is not this isn't good for me right yeah like when Courtney was in um was it seventh grade? I can't remember. She was she was experiencing some issues with some girls that, that we felt were not not right and it was kind of a it was a bullying situation. Oh yeah. And, they told her yeah. To kill herself. Yeah. And so uh, she switched schools in middle school. Um, and that w- we you know, it was her decision. Uh, I strongly encouraged it. Um, and then Allie when she was a junior. I was a junior in high school and it was the first day back at school after summer break and me and these girls that I used to sit with at lunch the years prior had connected on social media over the summer when we got our schedules back and made plans to sit together at lunch and my first day back junior year we were walking to the to the cafeteria and I saw the girls that I was talking about 
in the hallway and I like called out to them to say hi and they turned around laughed and went forward with without me like kind of not like run away but got away from me and I (laughs) this is so cliche movie (laughs) scene I ate my lunch in the bathroom that day and I went home that day and I said to my mom I'm never going back and I never went back to that school. I was enrolled in the another high school in our county. Within, I think, two days, I started at the school that I graduated from. And for me, I just knew with every bone in my body that that was what I needed to do. I already had friends there. I didn't feel like I was running away from a problem. I just felt like, why would I why would I let myself stay in something that is not going to make me my happiest self? And let myself drown in this in this sad the sadness right Um, and you you went to a place of safety that you felt like you were gonna be you were you felt comfortable in yeah not somewhere that you felt like you know you have to go and improve yourself every day and and you and dad have always given me the reins on my own life to be able to make that decision I think that the society that we live in, it's really easy to think of that kind of decision as quitting and almost like a failure. And I think that that is one of the issues with our society is that we put that word on making these choices for your life because it's not quitting or giving up. It's just, it's moving forward with your life in a way that's going to better suit you and help you be your happiest self. Right. I think that it's super, super important to be able to make those decisions for yourself and not feel bad about them just because, you know, other people might have an opinion on it or they may not understand where you're coming from. You know, I I was very nervous not to go back to that high school and I, I never really told anyone why I didn't go back. I just said, oh, you know, my best friend goes to this other high school, so I figured it would be more fun, but because I was embarrassed about what had happened to me that day, that first day of school. But I I think that it's important for parents to give their kids that choice to decide what they want to do with their life and not make them feel guilty for making that choice. I never looked at it as running away from a problem. I always, like, I feel like if you're at a job and, yeah, you might have to put up with a a boss that bosses bully people all the time. Um, You might have to put up with a boss that bullies you or a boss that um, puts you down or, you know, um, things like that for a month or two months or something like that until you get another job. But my thing is, why stay in a place that you know you're not happy if you can get out of that situation and go somewhere else that can make you happy? Yeah, so you're spending five out of seven days a week in this space and you're there from nine to five. So that's the majority of your time in your life. You're spending that many hours of the week with these people. So if those people that you're spending most of your time with are making you feel some type of way about yourself or bullying you in some kind of way, you're gonna start believing that stuff. You're gonna start feeling it because at the end of the day, that's what your life becomes. That's what you're hearing most of the time. That's the energy that's coming at you most of the time. And the way that I look at my life or try to live my life is to not let that kind of energy, that kind of negative energy around me because 
I think it's very easy to feel it and take it in when it's around you. And I've worked very hard to eliminate that. And for me, that was leaving a job that I felt a negative energy like that. And it, it was suffocating. You've got to take pride in your own ability to determine what's best for your life. I only stayed in the job that I was in for, I was there for, I think, three months. But I luckily was in circumstances that I was able to make that choice because I didn't have a lease that I was paying for, so it made sense for me. But whether it means that you quit right that day and you never go back, or if it means that you put in your month notice after you already got a job, which might have taken three months for you to find that job, it's okay to start looking for something else. And you don't know how long that's gonna take, but if you start putting those feelers out there, something will come for you. I promise you that God has a plan for you. And if you believe that this is no longer serving you, you can find something better for yourself. And he'll, he'll meet you in the middle to help you find that. How do you, as a mom, help someone navigate this new world and how do you support someone at such a young age going through something like this? I wish I could remember the very first time I felt one of you were bullied. It crushes a mother's heart, whether it be the first time or the 10th time. It is absolutely crushing. That's your baby. Nobody has a right to put down my child to to make my child feel like she is less than. And it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking. You felt it when we were bullied. I did. To your bones. Yes, to my core. To mm -hmm. your core. How did you manage feeling it but also being there for us and helping us through it how'd you help us navigate it i just was there i was just there every single day through the tears through the um laughter afterwards we kind of wouldn't we'd have to we'd, <laughs> i think that one of my favorite turn it around a little bit one of my favorite things about when i've experienced stuff like this would be the fact that we could always laugh at the end so while you would be there for me while i was crying you would make i don't know make fun of yourself or yeah, like I did that. you would make a joke out of what they, they were saying yeah, so if you they would think you look awful you should turn, you should tell them she always I, told us you think i look bad you should go see my mother if you anyone says anything about your hair today say if mine if looks bad if you think i look bad you should see my mother if you think my hair looks bad, you should see my mom's hair. Yeah. If you think I, these clothes are funny looking, you should see my mom's If clothes. you think that I you have a, a lot mom. of stains on my clothes. <laughs> if you think this pimple's big, you should see what my mom had last week. So every, you know, growing up, you've always kind of taught us to turn the, the bully and the bullying on its head. Yeah. So, like, even my response to that that re that um message i got on instagram a few weeks ago the one about being a life coach my response to that person carmen was bro my forehead's not even that big 
chill. Yeah. And I was sitting there laughing my ass off as I was writing that. Because first it came in and of course you get a message like that and it's a shock. It's a wave that goes from your head down to your toes. Mm-hmm. All your blood rushes to your your brain. You get a little bit shaky like what is happening? And then you're sitting there thinking about what you can do. You can not respond and ignore the person and they'll probably maybe stop that's what everyone tells me to do I'm not that type of person I can't really do that especially with me around yeah mom has never taught us to be that way so I responded I made a joke out of it but we've always done that you've always been able to turn the negative situation into a positive through cracking jokes at the end you know going from crying to laughing and staying up until two o'clock in the morning uh, you know crying till 11 o'clock at night and then staying up laughing and talking about good things or what we want in the future till two o'clock in the morning Mm um it always involves cookies and tea too always always tea cookies and tea make everything better for me just being there and understanding how you or courtney wanted to handle the situation was probably one of the biggest things that that I could give to you um, to trust that that your your decision and um, to empower you a little bit so that that you knew that the way you felt was real and um, letting you know that I was there to help you regardless of what the situation was. Um, you know, as, as a mother, like I even always told my, my husband that, you know, if, if my, if there was ever a situation between me and my husband and, you know, we were in an argument or something, my parents would always take my side. I was, would always tell him, I said, my parents are always going to take my side. They're my parents, you know? Um, and I think that that's, that's what you do for your children. You take their side and you, you know, you're there to to they're your they're your children you know um so you support them yeah so if there's anything that you could give to your children it's your you know constantness and you always helped us see and and you um acknowledge what we were going through and you let us know that it was real but you also always helped us see that even though that feeling and that situation that hurt is real and valid it's also not everything as your daughter having gone through my many ups and downs in my life I've always felt heard and seen and acknowledged and understood and I've also always known that those negative things aren't everything they aren't my whole life they aren't going to last forever and your support and you being there and being able to turn a night of sadness and tears into laughter, cookies, and just bonding really helped to make me feel that way and helped me grow into the person that I am today that I can sit here and I can say that someone's words don't penetrate me and don't make me cry anymore, you know? that growing up I've always known that I am valid in what I'm feeling and that those words don't they don't mean anything more than what you let them mean 
it's been a mutual respect is what it also was, you know, so um, I respected you when, when you were hurting and allowed you to feel what you were feeling. And um, I think it's important to know that having a mutual trust of each other is so important, you know, that I trusted you and you were, and, and you could trust me, you know, and I think building that as a young child. And, and I mean, we grew into it, but I think it was something that, that I mean, we just nurtured from the beginning. Yeah, that mutual respect for each other and that trust is so important. Yeah. But yeah, Courtney and I, we're, we're so blessed that we have the parents that we do and the mom that we do to hold our hands when we've gone through these things. We both are strong, independent. We call it when we see it, how we see it. Everyone has their moments of being bullied. Everyone has their moments of even being on the other side of it and doing the bullying or making someone feel sad. Being being part of it. Yeah, just making someone feel sad. And I think that there, yeah, and I think that there's even growth there when you're the person that is hurting someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I. Well, and recognizing that all the puzzle pieces fit together somehow, you know? Everything's going to teach you a lesson and it's going to help you grow. And it's really important to allow yourself to open up and trust other people in order to get past it and beyond it. Thank you for uh, for being our our backbone through the years and wiping our tears and telling us that our hair might look bad, but yours looks worse. <laughs> well, I can only hope as I get older and, you know, you never know what's who's going to bully me as I get older. You were there to... You are there to back me up, as always. Who's going to bully you? I don't know. I will cut. I will cut them. I will. Why? You know why. You know why. (laughs) All right. I love you. Thank you so much for joining and taping this for a second time. Yes. And did I pay for your ticket to get home? Gosh, you're (laughs) annoying. Okay, so here's the thing. As a mom, if your kid is being bullied, rip them out of the school and get the out of there. (laughs) I think also one of my favorite responses that I got when I asked my friends on my close friends story what they do to get past being bullied is just say with a smile on your face and a lot of kindness in your heart that bitch. <laughs> it's kind of funny though right Ali Deets is stupid Ali Deets isn't serious Ali Deets is an idiot Ali Deets has a five head Ali Deets has five head <laughs> Ali Deets has a Ali Deets has a five that has been a constant theme in that's all been of a constant things. theme so <laughs> Hi, I hope that you like my five head because there's nothing I can do about it.
mom, you put, you had the paper printed out about the Do being I the good enough now? mother. Do I right now? Take this. And <laughs> <laughs> if I weren't the age that I am and in the space that I am with myself, oh no. Guys, can you hear my dog? He's he's breathing really loud. Oh, <laughs> Coop. Hi, you're Don't so call cute. Him smelly because that would be you're the one who just called him smelly. Um, yeah, we're glad that you can't smell through a podcast. Um, well, first of all, no one's ever going to be the good enough mother. Um, there is no such thing it's as... It's the perfect mother. Oh, I guess you'd be at it. <laughs> okay, guys. On the last serious note of this episode, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed. If you are dealing with anything like what we talked about on this episode and you need someone to talk to, please reach out to me. I'm available on Instagram. You can DM me um, at my personal Instagram, Allie Dietz with two Zs at the end, or at Young Adult Podcast. Or you can reach out to me on my website, AllieDeets.com. I am happy to be here for you guys if you are dealing with any kind of bullying. If you feel like you're alone, if you're lost, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I love you guys and I hope that you found a little bit of inspiration in this episode and that you found a little bit of humor in this episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>